occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 21. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. We'll be your ghostesses this evening. Today I'm talking about Mothman, the moth, the man, the legend. I so I had to say, I had to say it. Uh, he is a cryptid creature, I guess. He's a, a moth of myth. And I am talking about werewolves. Where are the wolves? Will you stop it today? <laughs> Sorry, My it's goodness. a cryptid day and it's full of puns and i got to make them. Yeah, mine is also uh, cryptid, I guess. But yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what a werewolf is, so. But it's still interesting. I'm still interested to hear what you have to say. Oh yeah, I'll tell you things that you for sure don't know. But I mean, I don't have to give you a synopsis. I'm incredibly excited. <laughs> we hope you guys are all doing well. Sorry about the uh, lack of episode last week. We've been having some drama. Yes, and everyone in the world has, in fact, with the coronavirus. Hope you're all staying well. Yeah, hope you can you can stay safe. And if you're one of those people that's hoarding toilet roll, grow up. <laughs> Please stop hoarding toilet roll. Just we don't grow have up. enough. Jesus. Yeah. Please stay safe. If you're in quarantine and you need to pass the time, you know what to listen to. It's the podcast, in case you didn't know. Yeah, it's this this show. This one. Right now that you're actually listening to with your ears. Also, over on Patreon, just to quickly update everyone before we get into this, we have just started putting uh Comilla on there and chapter two will be on today also. Yes, it will. Exciting. Brand new information. Brand new information. Okay, let's get started. So I'm talking about a really interesting piece of folklore, or at least I think he's interesting. I know you don't care so much for Mothman. I like the story. I've heard it before, but it's... I don't know. I wouldn't be... Right, whenever Abby talks about Mothman, she's like, I love Mothman. And I'm like, why? I think he's fascinating. I love him. Why you got a crush on Mothman? He's just kind of hot. I don't know. Oh, God, please cut that out. <laughs> no. Okay, so you know I love cryptids, and Mothman is one of my favorites because he's basically a huge moth, and that's wicked, and we don't know what he is. I hate moths. Sorry, immediate side note. We haven't even started the episode. Moths are the worst creature. Well, here's a huge one. <laughs> my that. sources are Red Dirt Report, WCHS TV. Exemplore.com, roadtrippers.com, Wikipedia, all that's interesting, wvpublic.org. And that's all of them. Oh. Okay, so Mothman is a creature that is thought to exist in West Virginia, specifically the Point Pleasant area. Shout out to Point Pleasant, if you're listening. The whole <laughs> of the entire place. Holla, Point Pleasant. So he's essentially a man-sized moth. Or a man with huge wings, and he's sometimes also referred to as the winged man. And this whole idea started in 1966 when five men were digging a grave in a cemetery and they claimed to have seen a man-like figure fly over their heads. Can you imagine the fear? In it, moths scare me enough anyway. I have one, I was driving the other day and I had a moth flying at me and I was like spazzing out. I had to like open the window and like pull over because I just couldn't hate moths. 
<laughs> is one that's six foot tall does he do you think he does the thing when moths fly towards the light and then as soon as they hit the light they do that like death spiral anyone in point pleasant have you seen a huge moth on one of your streetlights mothman please reply oh wouldn't it be great if mothman was a fan i would love that <laughs> so anyway this is thought to be the first sighting of the mothman mm-hmm. three days after this two young couples from Point Pleasant told the police that they'd seen a large grey creature whose eyes glows red when the car headlights picked it up. And they described the creature as a large flying man with ten-foot wings. That's like two of me. Ten feet. I hate that. Goodness. They also said it was flying at an incredible speed, and they knew this because it was chasing their car. But then it got on the ground and sort of hobbled into a nearby field. Ew! Oh, I hate it. Can you calm down? It's just Ew. a moth. It's it's gross is what it is. A ginormous man-like moth. He was flapping after a car. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You're driving down the road, you look in your rear view and you see this fuck-off moth flo- following you. So the creature, um, they were basically driving outside of the town next to this TNT area and it's called that because it used to be a well water munitions plant but yeah apparently it was following their car so it was pretty pretty quick don't know how fast they were going but i imagine you drive pretty quick if a huge moth is flying after you <laughs> i imagine they were going a lot quicker once they saw he was there <laughs> so over the next couple of days other people reported similar sightings two firemen said that say they had seen a large bird with red eyes and one of them said it was probably an unusually large heron you never know <laughs> Oh, that's just the unusually large heron. Don't mind him. The one with the red eyes. Another guy in the area was having pretty bad TV malfunctions, and then he heard an odd noise outside. And when he went to check it out, he saw the Mothman, and he aimed its flashlight. His flash. Oh my God! His his flashlight. His flashlight at it. He said its eyes were like bicycle reflectors. Ew. Also, you're going to be really sad at this fact. The man's German shepherd disappeared No, at this point. No. And many people suspect that the Mothman took it. For what? Ugh. How can you like Mothman? I hate him. He's creepy. He's a creepy crawly but giant. Because it's interesting. The local newspaper started printing stories about the sightings. And because so many people in the small town claimed to have seen this super specific weird thing, <laughs> everyone believed it. Fair enough. And then it became national news. And although newspapers were sceptically calling it a mysterious bird, they did print a description of, uh, my God, what's wrong with me? Description of it as being a man with wings. So, Mothman strikes again. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So fast forward to about a year later, and traffic was really bad in the area. And the Silver Bridge, which was built in 1928, was completely backed up with cars. And since it had been built in 1928, it was made for cars that were way lighter mm-hmm. than cars they had in the 70s, 60s. And because the bridge was old, there was very little support. So if one part of the bridge fell, then the whole thing was going to go down. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So a single eye bar near the top of the bridge cracked and then the chain snapped, which meant that the whole bridge just collapsed and every car and pedestrian fell into the river. Jesus. And 46 people died oh my in that God. tragic accident. Yeah, really sad. So how does this have literally anything to do with Mothman? He caused it. 
He might have done. He he crawled but, all the way to the top with his creepy little moth hands. And he unscrewed that bolt. Well, most people think that he was helping. He wasn't. Well, in 1975, author John Keel conflated the sightings of the Mothman and the bridge disaster, as well as some UFO activity in the area. And he wrote a book called The Mothman Prophecies. And it became super iconic amongst like everyone with interests in the paranormal, UFOs and conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And it's a bestseller. And it has a lot of interesting chapters if you want to go read more on Mothman. It also has made a movie that was based off of this, which has the same name and it has Richard Gere in it, if you've seen it. I was going to say I've heard of that, but I didn't think it was the way. I love Richard Gere. That's why I asked if you'd oh, seen it. He's such a good actor. No, I haven't seen it. So Keel writes about the sightings of Mothman and the UFOs over the span of 13 months. And now in these 13 months, strange lights were incredibly common in the area. Lots of people had seen UFOs, which is a bit bizarre. Cool. And he said it was sort of like the veil between our world and another world was very thin which would allow people and the strange creatures to sort of interact with each other, which could explain Mothman. Also in these 13 months, odd-looking men who were asking a lot of people like questions and they just kind of suddenly showed up in town and they made people feel really uneasy because they kept warning people not to talk about the UFOs, which is extremely sketchy if that's true. I don't know. I'm not getting into this. This is like the black-eyed children debate. I'm not getting into it with you. we got to talk about aliens at some point, Kate. Uh, apparently they claim that they were from the Air Force or another government agency. And Keel also describes that he visited the TNT area for himself and he felt feelings of extreme terror, almost like there was an unknown force within. Almost like there was a giant moth somewhere near. <laughs> he could, his moth senses were tingling. <laughs> Like Spider-Man. Yeah, but for moths. Except you just know where moths are at all times. That would really help you. Oh, they make their presence known. You're not confused as to where they are for long. Just turn a light on. And they stop freaking out. It's the way that they fly. It's the same as butterflies. I hate them too. Ugh. This just in. Kay hates anything with wings. Planes, hate them. Birds, hate them. Mothman, get out. Get out of here. In October 1973... UFO sightings became even more common, and Kiel started receiving very weird phone calls, sort of like the otherworldly creatures knew he knew about them. And so he they were just ringing him up. <laughs> he also it. said that the agency men were trying to keep him from investigating the Mothman. And this basically all escalated, and Kiel was obviously researching prophecies for months. Moths. He was researching moths. He wanted to give the moths some prophecies. And he believed that supernatural forces were definitely at work and something big and bad might happen to the town. Like a moth man. And then the bridge collapsed. And some people claimed to have seen moth man above the bridge just before. Lots of people. You think he caused it? He did. You hate him for no reason. I hate moths. So what's weird about this is that the sightings of Mothman and UFOs and all the other weird phenomena stopped right after the bridge collapse. Yeah, because the the Air Force saw Mothman above the bridge and shot him dead. Because of this, the main... <laughs> Why did you say that? Poor Mothman. You don't need to bully him this much. Mothman headshot. He's gone. No because more of this, stuff. the main sort of supernatural theories for Mothman, are that he's an alien and that he's linked to the UFOs and he's just kind of hanging out, like he's just here, you know, because why not? 
But because of the bridge collapse and how everything stopped after, people think he might be like a bad omen or a warning symbol. Maybe people think that he's an angel or a demon or an alien who's there to protect and warn people about their problems. He could have caused the bridge collapse, but most people seem to really like Mothman, so Why? he's generally seen as a good guy. What? There's this right. There's this and giant. And he wants moth to warn people about disasters because he didn't havoc. hurt anyone, did he? He was right by the bridge when it collapsed. I don't trust him. It was in the air for a suspension bridge. I do not trust this man. You leave him alone. Was the was the the thing that cracked at the top of the bridge? I don't know what the what that part of a bridge looks like. I'm not a huge bridge fan. I bet it was him. I, I just bet it was him. He's evil. He's not. How do you know? I don't. But he didn't hurt anyone. How do you know? German Shepherd's gone. Who's to say that there aren't some missing people? And the bridge collapsed. I don't know, man. I don't like. I don't like the sound of him. But personally. if if he did the bridge collapse, then wouldn't he just leave? Like, wouldn't he keep coming back to like her? Shot people? dead. But I'm going to talk about later sightings of him in a minute. Well, there you go. Maybe they keep coming back. Oh, anyway, doing some horrible stuff. Most people think that he's a good guy, and he's trying to warn us about potential but disasters. What? I don't understand humanity. Why are they like? Oh, it this was giant moth is here to help. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. This was kind of popularised in the film, and some people even believe that he tried to warn us about Chernobyl, Mexican swine flu, and the 2011 nuclear disaster in Japan. Are you telling me that they like Mothman because of Richard Gere? No, I'm telling you that people like, like him because he's trying to help. Or maybe he caused he the natural disaster, maybe he, he caused swine flu. How would... Anyway, he could... If he's an alien, he could. He could be the result of a government experiment. Or to make <laughs> the last creature of an instinct extinct species. A government experiment to make ginormous moths. Taken by moths and men. For what? They're so useless. To fly. No. You're annoying everyone. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sorry. For everyone just wants to hear trivia about Mothman and here you are just chirping in every second with oh, your negative sorry. opinions. Well, I mean, it's like if they were gonna make something, surely they'd make like spider men. You know what I mean? I know that's copyrighted, but like yeah, this one is copyrighted. Well, Mothman could also be, if you want to be boring, he could be a sandhill crane, which is a huge bird. They're about four feet tall and they have a wingspan of about seven feet. One wildlife expert at the time said it was probably one of these birds and it was out of its ordinary habitat. But many witnesses were like, nah, it could never have been a black bird because that wasn't a bird. It was a full man with wings. But who knows? Why were they all looking up the sky? There's a bridge collapse. This wasn't right at this very second. Oh, so what? Around the time. Well, it was all, it all happened between like 13 months. Yeah, so he could be a bird, but most people think that he's not a bird. It could also be a weird illusion for like the first witness. And then once people heard about Mothman, they could have simply just like seen big owls and because of their reflective eyes been like, it's the Mothman, but there's no proof that it was, you know? Fair. Also, some people think it could have been a prank, but considering it's the 60s and so many people saw this huge moth, it seems a bit of a stretch. What kind of a prank would that be? Touching. Pranked! Giant moth! There was a poll on one of the websites that I was researching on, and most people think that it's a demon. But because of the UFO ties, I'm thinking like maybe more of an alien, but who knows really. 
So yeah, the big chunk of Mothman sightings took place between 66 and 67, as I mentioned, but there have been a few random occurrences more recently. One guy claims that he was driving along the road when he saw something jump from tree to tree, and he snapped some pictures of it. And I'll put the photos on our social media at Mids Magic Pod. Please follow us. But they're kind of really odd. It's it's a weird creature. It could be a bird, but it's a bit odd. It's got like long legs. Kind of looks like a guy. Not going to lie. Could be a man. Weird. He said that he recently moved to Point Pleasant for work and he didn't even know about the legend. But locals believe it could be real and said that there have been quite a few sightings over the years. So it seems to be that most locals believe in Mothman, which I love. I think it's cute that everyone is like coming together over this big moth. <laughs> this lady, her name is uh, Carolyn Harris, and she fully believes in Mothman because of the number of sightings. And she also owns a diner where most of her com- uh, customers are also believers. And what's sweet as well is that she also helps start the Mothman Festival. That's so That's cute, man. I want to go to her diner. So this quaint town, it has a statue of Mothman, a Mothman festival, a museum with Mothman memorabilia, which has like information, newspaper clippings, props in the movie, you know, handwritten notes from the people who were reporting from the moth Mothman, himself. signatures <laughs> of the moth, meet and greets. And the festival has like a parade and there are talks from paranormal experts, live music, like Mothman themed snacks. People dress up like Wait, Mothman. Wait, what? Mothman themed snacks? Yeah, you know, like so it's designed to look like, eat, like mothballs. <laughs> you eat moths. <laughs> you eat straight up moths. You eat, eat a moth. It's just weird how at like a random a random point in time a bunch of people would just claim that they'd seen this really bizarre creature and describing it the same. It's it's a very it's an odd one, for sure. It's an odd case. Yeah. The newspaper articles were like the one of the headlines was like, I saw a big whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Fair. Well, I guess it's it's confusing. Yeah, I just think it's so nice that everyone just was like, we love Mothman, let's make a festival. I find it so odd that they all thought he was, like, good. Well, I'm sure not everybody does. Yeah, but... But from my research, like, all of the pages, everyone was like, yeah, I believe in him, he's trying to help. That's what I mean, like, why? Why would you... Moth Museum. Considering, like, in general, humanity is just kind of like, this is evil, because we don't know it, you know what I mean? You see a giant moth, and you're like, he's good. (laughs) He's trying to help. He's fine. He's just here for the light, he's fine. He does this. Well, I guess because he's never, like, hurt anybody. That we know of. Most people just think that he's he's just hanging out. He's just trying to help. He's just warning you. Although I guess most cryptids are kind of viewed pleasantly. Like the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, and everyone like loves Bigfoot. him. If you think about if these creatures were real, I would hate all of them. But I love cryptids because in my head they're all sweet. Loch Ness Monster is a baby. Bigfoot is a baby. <laughs> they are not babies. They're all my babies. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the family. These are my children. Moth, big foot, and uh, Nessie. Swimmer. <laughs> it's weird. It's I, I'm happy for them if he is good and if he is a thing. I don't think it's a bird, though. Like, what kind of an explanation is that? People know the difference between birds and ginormous mothmen. Yeah, I think if people saw a huge bird... They would be like, I've just seen a huge bird. Rather than being like, I've just saw a huge man with wings. Yeah, like people in general kind of go for like Occam's razor. Like the easiest explanation is probably the best fitting, you know. So I feel like it would be extremely odd for them to see something flying in the sky and be like, it's Mothman. Yeah, especially multiple people. It's not really the first thing that you would jump to. 
Definitely. It's not even like it's based on anything. Very odd. But So I think I believe it for that reason. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I'm leaning towards aliens. But I don't know what it is because I don't think it's a bird. Because it's how the so hell obscure. would you explain that? It's a bit odd. It is a bit odd. I do love so the guy. Obscure. Very weird. If it was an alien, why would it look like a moth? Why not? There's a, because we a bunch have of moths. theories about... Um, a alien species that looks like praying mantises. Very a lot of a lot of theories about that. I hate that. I really this just in, I'm not a fan of bugs. We couldn't guess from all the moth trash talk you've been dishing out this whole episode. It's not just moths though. I just can't. Ugh. If any bug was to become big, I think I would be afraid. Bumblebee? They're alright. <laughs> That's it. No, but their little legs are still kind of weird. Fair enough. Not really a fan. It's like ladybugs. They're nice. I would never hurt. I would never hurt any of these animals, you know? I always try and, like, just get them out of my house. But I just don't... I couldn't... I could not be on Mothman's side. I would go to the Mothman Festival and I would have a good time with everyone else. I wouldn't, like, shit all over Mothman, but, like... If you saw him, you'd hate him. If I saw him, I would leg it. I'd be running. Not that that makes much difference because he can go the speed of a car. He can fly at 50 miles an hour. Oh, God, it's horrible. I'm never going. Yeah, what do you think Mothman is? Well, how scary do you think this is? Let's do the scare scale. How scary? Out of five. <sighs> For me, personally, seven. <laughs> no, um, if I'm going on sort of what the public believes of Mothman, so I'll say a one. A protector. A huge moth protector. Yeah, if Thank everyone's you, like, man. oh yeah, he's he's legit, he's fine, he's kosher, he's fine. Then I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Welcome to the town, this is our resident moth. <laughs> yeah. Here's the giant moth, here's the town hall. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'd say just a one. If um, if everyone is is so quick to, to believe that he's not going to hurt him, then sure. Who am I to judge? Danger out of five. Again, one. You think that he's not even a bit dangerous? He did might maybe eat a dog. So, you never know. One and a half. One and a half. <laughs> okay, the likelihood that Mothman is Mothman is a big Mothman. I'll say four. You believe in him? I'm going Is in. this the first cryptid that you have... Got, no, got you to believe at, in properly. At, well, yeah, the first one that you've made me believe because Bigfoot just had a Kickstarter. That's not true. Listen <laughs> to a Bigfoot episode; it's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems so obscure that I could not think of of anything else that it could be. Yeah, it's not like Nessie where you're like, oh, it could just be a big eel. Oof. Yeah, which is still you know a bit Horrific. weird, but it's not the same as being like, oh yeah, it's a huge moth. Moths are so specific. That's what I mean. Like I, it is a very specific animal, <laughs> and not even in like a like an area where you're like, that would be here. Yeah, right. Why is like it in this town like, in Virginia? Ab, I'm pretty sure I just saw a huge kangaroo. You'd yeah. be like, what? Why? <laughs> when? Where? It's yeah. It's very very odd. So yeah, I guess four. I, I, I believe that he looks like that at least. I don't think it is. A man that's a moth. What do you think it is? Maybe like an unclassified animal that kind of looks like a moth. 
Fair enough. You don't think it's an alien or a demon or? I think, um, because if he's just kind of been rocking up anyway, like, I wouldn't say he's a demon, you know? Fair enough. If 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 it's only been the correlation of like he's been at that one horrible scene, but apart from that, everything's been fine when he's been there. I wouldn't say he's like an omen. He could be an omen. So I guess alternative explanations are that it's an unclassified animal that we don't know. That he he could be a bad omen, I guess, or a good omen. Or something he could just be an omen of sorts you know like when they were driving down the road maybe like they got some good news later that day the good news was that the moth wasn't following them anymore <laughs> the moth had hobbled off into the hedge nearby <laughs> oh um so yeah he could be an alien i i struggle with that one a little though because we've already got moths we already have praying mantises that's what i mean so i'm struggling with that too they could be maybe all moths are aliens. Now I hate them even more. Thank we'll do, you. We'll, we'll go into aliens more on a different episode. Yeah, but I guess yeah, he could be an alien as well. But I think he probably is just a, a different animal that kind of looks like what would happen if you crossed a moth with a man. Fair enough. Seems decent enough for me. Yeah. If you can think of anything better, please let us know. I can only visualize him as um, a huge. Butterfree from Pokemon. In my head, that's what Mothman looks like. Oh no, for me, he's like a giant brown moth. Oh, he'd be, he'd be hideous, but he that's be. what I see him like. I'm like, oh, Mothman, hun. And his eyes are huge. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's my story. Hope you enjoyed. Sorry for not being a fan of Mothman. That's okay. At least you believe in him. Creeps me out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's too specific to not believe in. Cool, lesson if you believe. Uh, please follow us at Myth Magic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We post cool stuff on there. We post everything that we talk about on here on there. And also, it's nice. It's nice to get some follows. It's nice. It's nice for you. It's nice for me. It's a win-win. <laughs> you can also go follow us on Patreon, if you would please. Me? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't see your little hand because all the equipment is Sorry. in the way. Uh, yeah, you can go to Patreon. It is a small donation every month. You can pick how much you want to pledge. You always explain Patreon. Why are you putting it in my hands? I thought you were going to give them the Patreon. Miss Magic Murder. Sorry, that's a title too long. You just for you. always do it. Okay. All right, whatever. Go over to Patreon. We've got a bunch of different tiers. We do things like the extra Carmilla episodes which is like just us going through chapter by chapter, reading you a story that we know you will like. And we do an extra episode every month that is a full length exclusive to Patreon episode. And there's behind the scenes stuff and letters and chat outs and just everything. So go have a little look if you would please. And if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales or spooky stories, then don't hesitate to let us know what they are over at mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. Talking about werewolves. No, changed my mind. So today I'm talking about werewolves. My sources, Wikipedia, Britannica.com, Neuro.PsychiatryOnline.org, Healthline.com, Nolagoth.org, DarkHistories.com, DianeWerewolf.Wixsite.com, WeekinWeird.com, Science.HowStuffWorks.com, 
ilovewerewolves.com. That's my website. And godsandmonsters.com. I wish it was my website. That would be awesome. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, I have to say that out loud. <laughs> um, okay, so as most of you probably know, a werewolf is a person that shapeshifts into a wolf, normally under a full moon. However, sometimes it's said that they can change at will or when an event triggers them to change. I don't know if you watched The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, but like in that, it was kind of like a you have to get angry and kill someone and then the curse will be upon you or something. So. It would be so cool to be a werewolf if you were in control of the shifting. <clears throat> well, I mean, you say that, but when I was looking online... Obviously, the anatomy of a wolf is far different to the anatomy of oh, a wolf. Oh, yeah, they usually portray it as like all your bones breaking. I would like to be, please don't kill me for saying this, anyone listening. You know, like they are in Twilight where they just jump and then they're a wolf. No, like no pain. All they have to do is get naked. That's literally it. I want to be in Twilight. I don't. But it would be cool to be a big, soft dog it would be. for like an hour or two. Just <laughs> run. They were very, very soft looking in Twilight. From what I can remember, they were channeling 14 year old Abby. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the ability to do this is known as lycanthropy, which you may have heard of before. The belief in werewolves kind of ran parallel to the growing belief in witches in the late Middle Ages, and those believed to be werewolves were sometimes killed as part of some witch hunts, though not many. The belief stemmed all the way across Europe and obviously operated under different names, so in Bavaria they were known as Wolfsagen or wolf charmers. And these wolf charmers were persecuted until the early 18th century. Interestingly, in places like Styria. You know where that's from? It's from Carmilla. Yeah, it is. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, which you can know about if you followed our Patreon. I found it pretty fascinating that in places where wolves aren't around, the folklore of like a werewolf changes. So it's another animal. So, like, there are were hyenas in Africa. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought about that before. Yeah, were tigers in India, were pumas or were jaguars in southern South America. Oh, that would be even cooler. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting. That's fascinating. Because normally it doesn't really change much between sort of um, cultures. Yeah, no, I get that. That's cool. Yeah. In France, uh, they call it the Lougarou, which translated as werewolf. And this has spread to French Louisiana, although there it's mainly called Rougarou. In Cajun legends, the Rougarou apparently prowls the swamps and sugarcane fields of Greater New Orleans. Uh, it's described as having the head of a wolf, but the body of a human. And they say it will kill Catholics who do not follow the rules of Lent. Some legends about the Rougarou say that... So that's oddly specific. I know, I know right? Some legends say that it's under a curse for 101 days and at the end of the period it must draw another human's blood so that the curse can be transferred, at which point the Rougarou will turn back into a human. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite interesting because I feel like all the way along through werewolves there's like a definite intertwining with magic. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess it would make sense. I mean, how else would you explain something like that? Yeah, it's just odd. Uh, interestingly, the Rougarou makes an appearance in the Harry Potter universe, and some of the ones include Rougarou hairs as a magical core. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Never noticed. Yeah, Never really thought about it, I guess. Hmm. It made me wonder, quick side note, 
Remus Lupin? He's like a werewolf, right? I believe so. So do they use the word werewolf? Because if they do, what's the difference between him and a Rougarou? I don't think they say werewolf. Oh, I guess that's what he is then. But I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch it later. We'll report back. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know, um, a werewolf is described as having a monobrow, curved fingernails, low set ears and a swinging stride when in human form. So it's me. <laughs> yeah, it was when me I when was I was 13. Child. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, when it's in wolf form, it looks like a wolf. Some information that I found online said that the eye color and hair color of a person don't change as a person transforms into a wolf, though. So I suppose that's one way you'd know if you were looking at a werewolf, because as far as I'm aware, normal wolves don't have, like, blue eyes. And they definitely don't have pink hair, in my case. Yeah, would it be, like, your natural hair color? So I have blue hair, but my natural hair color is dark brown. So if I was a werewolf, would I be dark brown or would I be blue? Well, I think from what I read, it would... Because obviously there's um, some groups that are like, I'm a real werewolf and here's how this all works. And obviously I don't know how true that is. But it was like, obviously you get excessive hair growth everywhere. So your hair will grow at a normal colour because you haven't bleached and dyed it. But you will have like flecks of blue because you already have head hair. I would look so cool. If that makes sense. Wow. So, yeah. If anyone out here is a werewolf and you want to change me into one. All right. He, Let's it, move on swiftly. <laughs> Another way to tell if someone's a werewolf is to injure the wolf or the person and the same injury will be present when they transform. In Sweden, they had methods of telling if what you were looking at was a werewolf because apparently werewolves would only run on three legs and they'd hold one leg out behind them like a tail. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's their, that's their version. I thought it was very weird, because I was like, if you've transformed into a wolf, why wouldn't you get a tail? Why would you need one? Just For balance. Really? You're on all fours. I have Animals that. on all fours have tails. The wombats? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um... But yeah, I just thought it was odd. And like, if you were a werewolf, why would you want to mimic a tail? But. Bit cool. Well, yeah, I guess. So yeah, anyway. Since everyone, you know, knows what a werewolf is, or at least now knows what a werewolf is, I'm going to give you a few stories of real, in inverted commas, werewolves. And you can tell me what you think. Like, whether you think they're real or not. Okay. So I'm going to start you... I'm going to start you. I'm going to start by telling you about Peter Stump or Stump. He was a widower with two children that lived near Bedburg in Germany in the 1590s. He had a daughter, Sybil, who was older than 15. It doesn't say what age. And a son, but we don't know his name or age. But I think he was older than Sybil. So at the age of 12, Peter the dad, became interested in the dark arts and pra practised black magic, necromancy and sorcery. This occult path led Peter to making a pact with the devil and selling his soul to him at around the age of 20. In trade, the devil gave him a belt that turned him into a greedy, devouring wolf if Peter would be his eternal servant. 
During the next 25 years, Peter raped, murdered, and mauled the locals of Bedburg as a giant wolf. Afterwards, he would take the belt off and just head home or chat to the other locals. When he couldn't find any women roaming about, because that was his target, he would maul and kill cattle. But Peter was still a family guy, of course, so much so that his daughter gave birth to his child. You can't love being a family guy that much, though, because he went on to kill his son while he was in wolf form. God, this guy's been problematic, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Long story short, there was a wolf hunt set up, and they found Peter taking the belt off. So they tortured him, he confessed, and then they killed him in a pretty brutal way. So, what do you think about him? God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I believe from werewolves. I think that they are definitely a magical creature, mm-hmm. more so than just a a cryptid, I guess. I mean, I know that it kind of is a cryptid, but I feel like it's definitely more related to magic than, say, Bigfoot is, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like it's... If werewolves really would be about, around that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. I don't know. What about so. you? Um... I don't know, because it's easy to just kind of see him as a serial killer, but things like mauling cattle, it would seem quite hard to do as a person. It could be legit. It could be. <clears throat> so, yeah. And interestingly, what you were saying about, like, it seems more to do with magic than sort of, I guess, evolution is what you were getting at. Um, the A lot of the websites that were like, werewolves are real, and here's why would mention genetics and evolution and they would say like there are like three ways to become it one is if you're born into it so if both of your parents have got like the werewolf gene again in inverted commas then like you would get it and then after puberty you would get it like you would become it that's interesting or you can be bitten because of like a bacteria in the bite kind of like almost like a venom or you can be cursed that's so cool wow i don't know then all everything i know about werewolves has just gone in the bin <laughs> yeah i don't know it's such a big interesting topic oh yeah it's huge i didn't know what was like relevant enough to to tell you you know yeah it's a huge i believe in werewolves for sure i just don't know what the hell they are or how it works yeah because i i just think it's why would you not believe it's fun isn't it and it's interesting and I believe in other stuff. I believe in anything. <laughs> but I don't know. I like it. I like believing in things like this. Fair enough. Um, so I also found one story that claims to be like the origin of the werewolf. So I don't know how credible it is, but it's definitely interesting. So I'll tell you anyway. In Native American mythology, there is a spirit god named Wizakarchek. Wizakarchek was a shapeshifter who lived in the woods. He was a friend to humans and his default physical form was a wolf. One day, Wizakarchek was roaming the woods in the form of a man when he saw two brothers from the fox tribe hunting. The boys, named Keme and Machitayu, had just caught a deer with their bows and arrows. Wizakarchek walked up to the boys and presented himself as a lost and hungry wanderer from a different tribe. Keme offered the stranger some of the deer meat that they had just caught and Wizakarchek accepted. About a week later, Wizakarchek appeared in the same part of the woods again and saw the same boys hunting. 
Machitayu explained that ever since they caught the deer a week earlier, they hadn't been able to catch anything and they were very hungry. So Wizakarchek, remembering that the boys had been really generous to him before, told him that he had no meat to offer, but he could share his powers with them to shapeshift into a wolf so that they could catch a deer more easily. At first, the boys didn't believe him, but then he transformed into a wolf and back in front of their eyes. So they agreed. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> the only condition that Wizakarchek gave to the boys was that they couldn't use their wolf form to hurt humans, only to hunt. Months went by, months went by, months went by, and the boys used their wolf forms to catch enough deer for the entire village. One day, Machitayu was in an argument with another boy in the village, and in his anger, he transformed into a wolf and killed him. Now, fearing their power, Machitayu and Keme were both cast out of the tribe and forced to live in the woods. Wisakarchek was furious. He cast a new spell on Machitayu so that the f- from that day forth, he would no longer be able to shapeshift at will. Instead, every day he would take on a complete human form and every night he would transform into a mindless wolf. Keme, having done no wrong, was allowed to keep his shapeshifting ability. Having been cast out from the fox tribe and knowing that Machitayu would be unable to control himself in wolf form, he left by himself into the wilderness. Machitayu is now known as the father of werewolves, being the first one and then creating the others from there. Oh, okay. I like that. It reminds me, um, I have a book on werewolves, and I so I do believe that the origins are from Native Americans for sure, because mm-hmm. everything I seem to read leads back to there. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether it was a thing there or whether it was a story there, but yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. And obviously, well, not cute, but, like, interesting. But, yeah, I thought it's good because it's not really so much of a a cautionary tale. Because a lot of the stuff that I have with werewolves is, like, um, like, talking about the Rougarou, for example. How they would, like, kill Catholics if they weren't doing Lent. You know, it's probably, like, a, a cautionary, like... Participate in Lent, otherwise you should do you'll it. be smited. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it's like some of the other things that we've talked about in previous episodes. Like it's just kind of more like a warning, like don't go out late at night or like participate in things you should participate in. But what I quite liked about this is just like it was more of a story than like a a learning experience, I guess. Fair enough. So time for the third and final ish story. In Georgia, in the mid-1800s, there was a young girl called Emily Isabel Burt. She was shy and reserved, and was shipped off to boarding school by her mother when her father died. So she was still young. After a semester in Europe, Emily returned home, and it wasn't long before the rest of her family started to notice that something about her wasn't quite right. She looked sick, kept staring off, and complained that she was unable to sleep. A few days later, her mother began to realise that Emily had been sneaking off into the nearby forest in the middle of the night. Yet Emily claimed that she couldn't recall most of her midnight strolls. Then she started to grow long, thick hair in odd places. And everyone noticed that her teeth began to look more pointed, almost like fangs. Her her mother wrote all of this off as puberty. Happens to the best of us. (laughs) But um, she kept an eye on her just in case. 
Coincidentally, local farmers were dealing with their fields being littered with the mutilated carcasses of their livestock, seemingly the victims of a wolf attack. The farmers ganged up and started nightly hunting parties with the intention of capturing or killing the animal responsible, but to no avail. So they basically had run out of options by this point, and they went and asked the strange old local village man, um, and he was from Eastern Europe. Some claimed that he dabbled in black magic, others said he was just crazy, but he told the farmers that a werewolf was responsible for the death of their cattle. He told them to wait until the next full moon to resume their hunt, and in the meantime take every silver crucifix they could find, melt them down, and use the metal to fashion bullets. Several weeks later, the group took to their fields by the light of the full moon. Just as the old man had said, the hunting party came across a frightening silhouette lurking in the distance. The creature was as big as a man, had a long snout, and walked on two legs. The hunter shot, the werewolf screamed, and fled into the forest. Meanwhile, <laughs> Emily's mum woke up, because of the gunshots, and found that Emily's bed was empty. So she went out to find her, and she did. She stumbled onto Emily's unconscious body and saw that she had a pool of blood around her, her hand, sorry, and it looked like she had a bullet wound. So after the rumours of Emily's accident and the farmer's successful werewolf hunt began to collide in local taverns, Emily's mum discovered a doctor in Paris who claimed to specialise in lycanthropy. So with the sneaking suspicion that Emily might have been to blame for the rash of animal mutilations... Emily's mum shipped her off to Paris in the hopes that she might be cured. And apparently it never happened again. Oh, fair enough. wonder how you cure that. Yeah, right? Ibuprofen. <laughs> Bed rest. Just take a paracetamol once every four hours. You'll be right. <laughs> but yeah. What do you think about that one? I like it. In my head, werewolves... I know that there's a kind of a... I guess there are a couple of different ideas, but you know, you kind of think of a werewolf and you think of like an actual wolf or you think of like the big standing on two legs with like your pants kind of ripped mm -hmm. werewolf. And I feel like it's more likely to be a actual sort of, you look at it and you're like, that's a wolf. You don't really think about it being a, a man, mm. but uh, still interesting. Mm -hmm. So not every story occurred so long ago. One place that werewolf sightings have occurred is in Cannock Chase, which is near Staffordshire in England. Oh, that's incredibly random. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, literally anywhere else. No. So it's like a woodsy, traily type place that has had 21 werewolf sightings from 1980 to 2010. Oh, we should go. Yeah. That's so cool. The reports all claim to see what appears to be a large dog. However, when they get closer, it becomes apparent that it isn't a dog as the creature pulls itself upright and runs into the forest on its two hind legs. I hate that. Yeah, right? Oh, so it could be like that. Yeah. Hmm. In my head, I've always thought of it being just like a normal wolf. I mean, I don't know that I've never seen a werewolf, or maybe I have, and it's just a regular wolf. True. I haven't. I've only seen wolves in, like, the zoo. <laughs> yeah, right? It's just the a zoo bunch of just werewolves. full of werewolves. <laughs> that would be so funny. So, obviously, werewolves might not be real as there is a medical condition called clinical lycanthropy, which is where a patient believes they're a wolf. The patients do things like howl, run on all fours, eat excessive amount of like 
meet other anim animalistic behaviors. And sometimes they can also hear voices. So clinically it's treated as a sort of form of psychosis and like drug treatments reduce the symptoms occurring. That makes sense. Fair enough. I feel like a lot of stories about werewolves that I've read tend to exist around the 1500s to the 1800s. So like what if werewolves were physical wolves at that point and nowadays over time you just don't really change anymore because it's inconvenient so instead you still have all of the urges and the feelings and you still feel like you're a werewolf but you aren't technically one Could because be. you can't change Could be. but why would that why would your I guess it, clinically it would be a delusion so why would your delusion of being a wolf go away with that medication if it was true it might not be for that specific thing but I don't know I don't know man fair there's also hypertrichosis. Uh, it's known as werewolf syndrome, and it's basically an abnormally excessive amount of hair growth anywhere on your body. So there are several types of it, but they're all ultimately very similar and all pretty rare. Yeah, I have heard. I think I've watched a documentary on, on that before. Yeah, they can be caused by things like um, anorexia, cancer, like a whole just... There's a wide range of stuff on it, and there's like five types, I think. So, But... You know, fair enough. If I had hair growing, literally like thick hair growing all over my body, I'd be like, I'm a werewolf. You might be. Yeah. Odd. There's also ergot poisoning, uh, which I mentioned in the Salem Witch Trials one. So that's the... Ergot is a fungus that can infect grains like barley and wheat and eating it can cause hallucinations. And it's also, yeah, the... Salem, Massachusetts, Ex possible explanation. Uh, rabies. So many mammals obviously carry and transmit rabies through biting is how you get it. Um, and it can cause things like agitation and hallucinations in advanced stages. So a rabies ep epidemic may have caused wolves and dogs to bite humans who then could have exhibited werewolf-like tendencies. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, wolf hybrids. So healthy wolves don't generally attack people without being provoked, but aggressive hybrids of wolves and dogs may have attacked villages, which leads them to the idea of like violent werewolves. Okay, I guess that also makes sense. <laughs> um, porphyria, is how I believe you say it. So this condition is most associated with vampirism it causes a sensitivity to light which is obviously why it's associated to that but in some cases exposure to sunlight causes lesions and blisters of which then sprout hair from them during healing kind of rough really but yeah yeah i guess if you had that that would be why you were hairy and went out at night and stuff explain it and collective hysteria which is pretty self-explanatory you know you're in a woods you're you know a couple hundred years ago you'd be freaking out and then if you're attacked like if you have beef with someone and you're attacked by like this weird dog thing in the middle of the night you'd be like well you did it it's magic and you did it i guess yeah okay well what do you think about werewolves after talking about them for, I don't know, how long? 
Well, that's why I'm supposed to ask you. Well, I want to know what you want. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think that people turn into wolves. Like you say, they might have, but... I definitely think they used to. I just feel it, man. I feel like, why, why are people writing about that? In like a non-fictional way. There are plenty of books and, and stories written from around those times, like 1500s, people are talking about werewolves and stuff. Without it being fiction. And for what reason? What you gaining? Yeah. There's a big wolf out there. But also, like, I feel like if people were turning into big dogs now, we'd know about it. I mean, possibly, but, like, not everyone lives in a city. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, but, um, again, from what I read, they were like, oh, it takes a lot of energy to transform, which I imagine that it would if your entire anatomy had to change if you were turning into a wolf. So, um, interestingly as well, it was like, it takes that much energy to change either, like, into or back from a wolf. So if you don't have that much energy to change back from it, you're just stuck as a wolf. For how long? Until you have the energy. I guess you could just take a wolf nap. I suppose. But if you're injured, yeah, you might just be stuck as a wolf forever. I just feel like the world is more than it seems, so I'm completely open to there being werewolves. But Fair. I don't have any proof. I don't really have any ideas. It's kind of just something that I don't think about too much. I'm just like, yeah, that might exist, and then I move on. Well, now because... you've had to think about it. I know, and it's been really tough. Sorry, my answers have been awful, but I just <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I believe in werewolves. Can I explain it? No. <laughs> okay so how scary do you think they are um i think werewolves are a solid four out of five because it's a big wolf and mm -hmm. um they tend to be violent in the stories that i've heard yeah so it, it would make sense that it would be scary and it would be scary i imagine if you were a werewolf and you had to transform all your bones were moving around that's gross four out of five yeah and also if so in some accounts it's like oh yeah werewolves don't remember what happened to them like um emily like if you if you woke up if you were a werewolf i imagine it would be scary for you too because you wake up you're covered in blood you know what i mean turns out you've killed people yeah that would suck sure. definitely danger i'm gonna give danger a three because i feel like if there were werewolves around yes they'd be dangerous but also i don't live somewhere where there are werewolves so they are no real danger to me as far as you know I feel like the horses over the road would be toast. They would be. They would be gone first. <laughs> there are tiny ponies across the street and they would not be there. Uh, what's the likelihood? Mm. Three. Three? I think that there could be something deep with werewolves. And I don't think I'll ever figure out quite what there is. But it's just, it's one of those things where I feel like it's too interesting, it's too detailed, and it's too old of a thing. Mm-hmm. That it, it, surely there must be some truth in it. I don't know how true it is, and I don't know what it could be. And I don't know, as I said, if I'll ever figure it out, because I don't know who to even speak to about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's got to be something interesting about it, and I think that there is some truth to it. I don't know what it is, but there could be. Fair enough. Any alternatives? Big dogs in the city. <laughs> Big dog? Are you starting a, a band? Yeah. <laughs> If you want to join my band, Big Dogs in the City, email us. Don't. Big dogs. It could be dogs. It could be... I don't know, regular wolves? Big dogs slash wolves. <laughs> normal dogs, normal wolves. <laughs> okay, these don't count as different explanations. 
I don't know. I, I, I'm literally like blank. <laughs> this episode is terrible. Yeah, no, I gave you so many. You thought all of those were just crap? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I think there are werewolves and that's my final answer. Fair enough. No alternatives. <laughs> Werewolf only. Well, no, because your your explanations were for like, if you're hairy or if you're like hysteric, that's not the same as the other stories where you were like, this person was turning into a wolf. That's obviously not an explanation. If she's super hairy, that doesn't explain why she turned into a big wolf. That's still not the same. True. It could just be like, it could be like, um, you know, like warning stories. Like if you're thinking about the um, Rougarou as well. Like it could be. That Why one are looking at me be, like I'm crazy. But all of them, I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like they're not. They they're not all warning stories. Yeah, they're not all. All mm. right. So I think what you want. I'm not sure. Like I I guess I sort of believe the, what was the lycanthropy, um, sickness. The clinical lycanthropy. Yeah. Okay. What a cool tale. It could be that, but. Even that could just be a, a strain of werewolf that is watered down, I guess. Uh-huh. If you know anything about werewolves and you want to educate us... Yeah, definitely. Please let us know. I would love to hear it because yeah, it I don't even know where to topic. start. Yeah, that's the thing is that like I'm so interested in it and I think there is more more to it. Mm. And I would love to know sort of where it properly originated. Like obviously that story that you told me, like stuff like that and different types and you know if real werewolves exist and you know any sort of ideas on that that would be really cool because I, it's such a big topic i just don't know where to begin with them yeah definitely that's what i had trouble with doing the research i was like first of all i don't know what's more credible than others and second of all i can't include all of this in one episode yeah it's it's just such a big topic i have tried to research it before but it's just God, it's exhausting. I got like two minutes into it and was just like, no. And also it's hard because a lot of the time, so like werewolves are in things like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And like a lot of games, um, especially tabletop games. So it's hard trying to find things that are like not just the games, you know? Yeah. And I guess if there was a community of real werewolves, they wouldn't be so out in the open about it. Yeah. They'd probably go under a different name than real werewolves or like their site probably wouldn't be ilovewerewolves.com it might be maybe it's (laughs) maybe it's just yeah hiding right right under your nose maybe every wolf in the world is a werewolf so what during the day at the zoo they can change they can change at will they can change at will that's so they just never they want to be in the zoo yeah, they get fed and watered. They don't have to pay taxes. What are the responsibilities? You just eat and then run around. You right. <laughs> or when I whenever I see a wolf in the zoo, it's just taking a nap. You I wouldn't be want a that? werewolf in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking now. You've chatted shit at this audience for too could, long. It could be. Right, I'm ending it here. No, don't speak for another thirty seconds, and then we'll make it. <laughs> No, I'm not doing this any longer. I can't do it. You're chatting too much shit at this audience. But yeah, I hope you have enjoyed me talking about werewolves and Abby talking about a ginormous mothman. This has been a messy episode, man. It has. Um, We're glad to be back.
Yeah, it's great. Don't get sick. And definitely don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.